Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply an empire fight store always a pleasure i've got a smile on my face it's wednesday evening mr jamie moore is the man in front of me i always like speaking to you jamie it's always good vibes how are we mate what's happening past okay mate all good my friend all good how was uh i know we just had a little natter uh, off camera but just for the people watching um you were able to have a little bit of time off over christmas and the new year nice for you yeah a couple of two and a half weeks right off the gym which is um which is unheard of really so first time we've had any time off the gym apart from sort of being away for fights and stuff in seven years so it was nice to have a bit of family time and um and yeah just wind down recharge the batteries and ready to go again this year I was going to say with the uh traveling circus that is boxing and how busy that that you've been over the last sort of couple of years or so a year alone is enough to take it out of you right you, you do need it and you can also appreciate that time as well yeah exactly you know everyone thinks it's all glamour and and, and stuff and i do i do get it and I, and i understand that we are luckier than a lot of people in terms of we we do a job what we love but you know people think you go, say, say, say you go to Vegas for a fight and uh, people expect it, you know, oh, you're in Vegas, but you, you basically sat in your, your hotel room half the time, sort of either just relaxing or waiting for the next training session or waiting for the weigh-in. So it's not, it's not like you're away on holiday. You so, then um, come back and you're jet-lagged and you've got all the other lads that you need to go straight back to train, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And listen, you'll know more than me. And I think we had something like 30 fights this year from out of our gym, which is like a busy year. Um, but you're at, you're at a boxing show more than me. So, so, so you know, as, as well as I do what it's like, you're living out of a suitcase half the time. And, uh, and, and listen, I'm not complaining because I love the job I do. I'm just saying that it's not all sort of glamour. It's, uh, it's, you know, you're on FaceTime to your family more, more times than you are in person. 
look like any job, it obviously has its uh, pros and cons, doesn't it? Right, and then not that yeah. it's a con because you get to see the world and everything, but look, it's it's still a job to you at the end of the day, right? And it is a lot of time away. It is, it is, and uh, it just thank God for FaceTime because we'd we'd all be screwed. We'd be, if it was back in the day when. Uh, when I was sort of fighting early doors, then you'd be putting 20p in the phone box and uh, speaking to people in a payphone. <laughs> I weren't quite around then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose just lastly on that topic then, before we get into the nitty gritty of it all, one thing that is very nice and, uh, you know, I, I know that you're able to share a lot of experiences with all of the family, but uh, Mikey, your son, someone who, who's got a lot of influence and, and enjoys being around the lads. And, and whenever I see him, he's always involved in everything. That must be a real sort of proud moment for you to be able to bring him around. And he, I, I, I know firsthand just from seeing it, how much he enjoys it. Yeah, mate, I love it. There's not many people who get to work with the, with the kids. And uh, and even even when, when I first retired from boxing myself and... I was into the. I was working for Sky, doing a punditry. Every, I used to take him everywhere with me. So, so he'd be ringside. Then he'd sit in my seat while I was sort of on this side on the cameras, sort of analysing fights and stuff like that. So, I've loved to be in a position to to sort of take him everywhere with me. But I've also loved the fact that he's interested in it and he wants to come and and do that. So, uh, yeah, the, the, sort of time. You'll no one can ever take off you then. You know, those type of memories they'll, they'll last forever, don't they? Well, firstly then, I've seen that you've got a new ring canvas. I'm gonna shout out the guys at Everlast because what a what a lovely bunch of lads. I know that some of them were down there today doing a bit of filming and everything. That ring looks the absolute bollocks, mate. It is. The way it looks, it is. It's the absolute donkeys conquers, mate. And uh yeah, it, it the great guys down there, and and they were down doing some some filming with Cameron today. So, uh, so Cameron's do, do, done a deal with him, and uh, and yeah, it's um, it's some ring now, mate. There'll be a he'll take he'll take some topping. Well, just a quick reflection. Then you mentioned twenty twenty three and how busy it was. I suppose highs and lows, right? And as a trainer, you never really get to process that. I remember. Um, Obviously, you had the, the, the loss in, in, in the rematch over in Dublin and then find yourself in Belfast back again the week after with Cameron. So, you know, you've just got to keep back on it, really. But reflecting on the year as a whole, 2023, what what, what would you sort of come out of it and say? Uh, ma- massively successful year, year on the whole for the gym. Obviously, like you say, a couple of setbacks towards the end. But um, progression... I think the, the 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 main thing what what you talk about is progression. I think Chantel was towards the end of twenty twenty two fulfilled a dream of becoming an undisputed champion, and then the beginning of twenty twenty three it was a little bit sort of stuttery, if if you wanted sort of a bit of an explanation in like in in a word it was like she was trying to get a, a fight and a, or a bigger type of fight and nothing was happening. Then all of a sudden, Katie Taylor calls her out out of the blue. So so that sort of jump-started it for her. And then uh, and then leading us into the summer, then she went in there and, and done what everyone thought was the impossible and, uh, and, and, what, and what summer it was. So, you know, the rematch was was what it was. It was closer closer than the first fight and... and you know, I've heard my views on the referee, but it was a close fight, and you can't argue about the winner. 
Um, but it sets it up nicely if if um, people want to see the trilogy. Well, you took my next question sort of out of my mouth then. I suppose let's go into it. When I caught up with Eddie, um, God, I suppose maybe to the back end of 2023. Um, actually, no, it was Frank. I think it was conversations with the Irish government about that, that Croke Park fight. Look, we know... I suppose there's there's so many ways of, of looking at it, right? We know that Chantel desperately wanted the, the, the second fight to be in the UK and she almost wanted to have that homecoming opportunity. It wasn't to be, but there is the promotional argument of the, uh, the, the sort of financials and everything that come into it. Now the dust has settled... Um, it, it does look like the reality is that it goes to Ireland for the third time and, and, and you know, you're happy as a team to, to take that third fight? Well, happy to, to take the fight, but I just think it's mental to even suggest that. I mean, I've never known a trilogy, for instance, at that level where one person had home advantage every time. And... Uh, and you know, I know life isn't fair sometimes, but if we if we're talking about it being from a financial point of view, and not from a point of view of giving someone an advantage, is um, there's plenty of places that, especially in the current market, which are which are um, financially more viable than than doing the fight, and they understand. He wants to do, Eddie wants to do that homecoming fight for Katie outdoors. I get it, I understand. But I'm not in the Katie Taylor business, I'm in the Chantal Cameron business. And um, and for me, it just makes sense to do it somewhere at least neutral. Um, and, it, and if it's a financial thing, then do it in somewhere like Abu Dhabi, um, where, it, where there's a site fee, where there's money involved. And, um, and, it, and it can be a fairer venue. We, we've seen stuff like um, we've seen Turkey Al Sheikh put on the two best uh, female tennis players recently in a, in a clash with each other. We've not yet seen uh, ladies boxing go over there, but you mentioned Abu Dhabi where Chantel beat McCaskill. Um, and I, I'm sure we probably will see that Saudi Arabian venture um, in, into female boxing. Were you sort of surprised that, that those things were, were never discussed? Well, I, I have no idea what, what's been discussed, to be honest. Um, because I'm not involved in that. I'm the, I'm the coach. I'm not the manager. I'm not, I'm not the promoter. Um, I just get sort of drip-fed information as and when it comes through. So so maybe those conversations have took place. I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm just looking at it purely from my fighter's point of view and the way I, what I think would be more of a fair option. Um, but but to be honest with you, I don't know where the, where the conversation's at with that fight and I don't know where they're up to. Well, if the opportunity does come again, and we know that sort of Chantel will be pretty pissed off, and 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 sort of hey, what 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 a first all women fight that would be in in Saudi Arabia. Absolutely, I mean, talk about kicking it off um, with a bang. That'd be a massive fight from travel over there. If uh, and I suppose it it looks like it's maybe leaning that way. Um, I know, like you say, just from a training point of view, but but financially, if the offer comes for Croke Park, do you think that sort of Chantel yourself, that the, the team will go with it? And, and how does a third fight play out? I know you talk about the referee and stuff like that in the second fight. Given a fair crack at the whip, 
we hope. How does it play out? Listen, I think Chancel won the first fight clearer than Katie won the second fight. I think that's fair to say. Um, and I think it will be an unbelievably competitive third fight. And I think it should be on neutral ground. That's that's the only thing. That's me. me, me they're, they're my own opinions, I think. I don't think you can ever question Katie Taylor because she's she's a phenomenon. I think Kate, uh, Chantel's, uh, the first fight was Chantel's coming out party and everyone realised how good she was. I think the head clash early on can't not have affected her performance going forward. Especially, you know, little things like I, I, I couldn't get in the ring from from the second round onwards. Um I, I only had down one as well that wasn't that wasn't scored. Oh listen, I know we've been, I have gone through this so many times. It was obviously not down. It's ridiculous that it wasn't. So so we we can't we can't complain about what's happened in the past because listen, from from from, from the way it was refereed and from what you watched, it was a close fight for me. Could have gone either way, a round or two, and that was it. So um, I've, I've, I've no issue with the actual result. I just think that going into a third fight, it's a huge fight. It's a massive fight, and at least it should be on neutral ground. Um, Jamie, just moving forward then, Akib Fiaz faced his per, uh, first professional loss. We know uh, a bitter pill to swallow, but um, obviously, uh, Sam, being in the gym with you for a long time, we know that Akib is a, is a complete professional, and what a, what a diamond of a bloke as well. What are the conversations yeah. that, that you're having with him moving moving into 2024 from a training point of view? Um, probably or maybe going to have to go back into the deep end and stuff, but you believe he comes back stronger than ever? Yeah, I mean, he just didn't perform that night. You know, he, he, for whatever reason, I have had conversations with him early doors, you know, the next day I met up with him, um, the week after, sort of let the desks up, best dust settle, analysed it with him again, spoke about a few different things and, you know, he's been through a lot, that kid, over over the last couple of years and um, and maybe it's a little bit, bit more deep-rooted than than we understand but I think we're on the right path to, to, to get into the bottom of the reasons why he didn't quite perform no. um, and, and, you know, I pulled him out of the fight because, not just because he was hurt, I mean, he was probably on the verge of being okay or not to continue. It was a it was a fifty fifty call. It wasn't just about that. It was about the way he performed the whole fight up until that point, and then got into trouble. If he was if he was boxing exactly how I wanted him to box and performing really well, and then got caught, absolutely, I would have given him more time and and, and a bigger chance to get through that scenario but I've seen those situations unfold before it only it only ever ends one way especially when you're in there with a puncher like Belotti and um, and the safest bet from a coach's point of view is to save him for another day without those psychological scars of maybe getting knocked out completely and you have to come back from, from a deeper perspective Do you think yourself and, and Nigel and uh... I reference another fight with Mark Leach recently where Nigel made the the, the, the sort of quite tough and, and it, look, it's an emotional decision as well because you guys are, are with them throughout the camp as well. And not only are they your fighters, but they're friends and family. But do you think that 
not saying it puts you different to the rest because all fighters have their own way of doing things, but maybe a little bit more sensitive when it comes to little things like that, knowing that fighters can re-come again. You see, I think it's because of the relationship we have with our fighters, it's, it's that decision that night wasn't based on emotion. I, I have to sort of switch emotion off. So, so I understand people think you you're reacting from your your emotions, but it's it's actually the opposite. I actually have to not. I have to forget because because when you think about it, if you care about someone that much, you want them to win. You actually give them too much time to try yeah, and win, yeah, and yeah. then it ends up too late. Whereas I'd rather err on the side of caution um, and save him for another day, especially someone at the stage of. Um, the stage of Akib's career, you know, he's his 13th fight, he's a young lad, he's got loads of time to, to learn from the mistakes he made or the things he didn't do right and then come back. It, it, you can't set risks with, with people in a fight like that when it wasn't going his way anyway and he is in, the, in there with a puncher like Beloy. He was performed really well. He, he, he performed much better than I anticipated him that that he was going to as well. I've got to give him credit. Look, let's talk about Jack Cattrall. Look, more often than not, unfortunately, uh, it's almost like quite a frustrating time. Unless there's a fight announced or anything, it almost seems a little bit like in the dark and whatever. I spoke to Sam last week on an interview and we caught up and he said, look, if there was ever a chance for the Josh Taylor rematch to happen, it would be now and that there was a deadline of, of a week or so. We heard that there was some form of uh, a foreign interest. We don't quite know what that is, and I don't expect you to disclose or anything. But just on your side of stuff, um, just from what you're hearing, hopeful of that happening. And if not, like it's always been with you guys, active and the biggest fights. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think the ta- Jack, Jack and Taylor is always going to be a big fight. And especially because of what happened in the first fight. And this is the right time to make it now. I don't, if it doesn't happen now, I just can't see it happening in the future mm. because, you know, it's been made already three times and fell through. And then for, for, for it to sort of, you know, from, from what I can tell, they're quite close to coming to an agreement. So, which is great. Um, you know, I think it'll be a great fight for the fans. Um, and, but but if for whatever reason it doesn't happen this time again, then I just can't see it ever happening. And, um, and if it doesn't, in in a weird way, sorry to interrupt. Are you almost like a little bit sick of speaking about it in the point that you just either want it to happen or you just want to sort of cross that like bridge now? I, I I guess everyone everyone involved in the whole situation is probably at that stage. Even Taylor, about Taylor's thinking the same thing. Thinking it doesn't happen by now, then then it's never going to happen. And and it and it's everyone's probably right, you know. Um, it's been it's been two years nearly now since the first fight, and uh, and I'd say if if it doesn't happen within the next sort of three to six months, then I just can't see it happening. And it won't be the end of the world, you know. Don't don't move on in the level of other fights, and that'll be it. But I think it'll be a shame if it never happens because um, you know when young kids turning pro. When I was turning pro, I always thought to myself. Oh, you want to be involved in a rivalry, mm. you know, like the Ben you dream of those nights, rivalry. yeah, yeah. And you and you want somebody to come around at your way around that time where 
you clash or there's that little bit of needle and, and it creates a bit of a story and it grabs everyone's attention and gets them involved. And they've got that. So, so, so go along with it, you know, pl- play the game, play the character. It's a great story because when they look back in 10 years' time on the career, they'll want to have been involved in a rematch to pair of them. From a training perspective, uh, if that fight does happen, we expect it to be at like 143 or 144. Now, we know Jack and it doesn't need to move up at all, really, but it would just be cooperating in terms of getting the fight done. Josh no longer making 140. Um, does that bother you, going going up a few pounds to get that fight over the line? Not really. You know, it's, um, Jack. Jack's quite a thick-set, um, super lightweight anyway. So, so th- three... Three pounds or so won't make a difference to me. You know, I, I, I remember having a conversation with him during lockdown and um, like everyone, he probably put a bit of weight on in between and, and he, he was back training. He was always training through it. But I remember saying to him, can you probably be all right as a welterweight now? You know, if 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 you never sort of got back down to 10 stone, I don't think it'd be the end of the world. So um, so I don't think it's without question that, in in a year or two, Jack could actually move up to 147. So I haven't got a question with it, especially to make, you know, if it, if that was the only sticking point from making the rematch with Josh or not, then obviously let, let's just do it. Well, Joe, just uh, just finally on Cameron, um, what a sort of bundle of fun that lad is. We know how well that he's got that little uh, bromance with uh, Jack and certainly one that the UK boxing fans have definitely warmed to uh, a real, real good lad as well. And 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 realistically, what a fighter. Uh, it's mad. I went on a run with him and he was saying about how he, he nearly quit boxing and he was working jobs and everything. And it was always a goal to go further than he sort of did in the amateurs, but it was just right time, right moment. And God, I'm yeah. bet he's happy he's gone with it now. Lots of activity. We know that the Newcastle show no longer on, but we're expecting him to be out a lot in 2024. Just buzz him for what he's got in store. Yeah, mate. Yeah, he's a lovely kid. Really nice kid, nice family. And um, and he's got loads of attention. He, he's pretty unusual. I've never really... Um, I've not really seen this type of reaction to someone turning pro in a long time. So um, so it is nice to see. Yeah, I'm glad um, we're, we're there to sort of keep his feet on the ground. He's got to make sure he stays grounded. Don't get too carried away because, you know, everyone will be sort of bigging him up and, and patting him on the back. And, and a young lad like that can get carried away with himself. So it's good that he's around us. Nigel probably debag him a few times, keep, his, <laughs> keep him down to earth and... Uh, just make sure you sort of navigate this situation. I think the first sort of 12 months or so are dead important. Don't get carried away with yourself. You know, stay humble. Make sure, you know, you, at the end of the day, he, he's, the opponents aren't tough what he's been matched with, but they're a lot better than the opponents you would generally match someone within the first sort of four, five, yeah. six fights, which was always the plan because you don't want someone like him to go backwards or get a false sense of where they're at. Uh, but at the same time, he can't get carried away. He's not beating world beaters. But I've seen some of the stuff he can do, um, especially despite what he does with Jack. Um, Jack always performs to the level of the person he's in there with. And when he's sparring with Cameron, he always has to be on his game. So that's a good sign. So um, And they're going to be great for each other over the next couple of years. 
because it's making Jack stay on his game as well. Nice. So, um, so yeah, they, they have got a nice little relationship going. They're good for each other. And Matt Troom said they're going to keep him busy. They're talking about getting him away abroad. Um, I think someone mentioned Cancun fighting over there. Um, so I think they're going to take him around, get him some experience in terms of travelling as well, which will stand him in good stead for the future. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised that by the end of the year, they're putting him in, you know, he'd, he'd be ready for boxing for 10-round title fights because they started him off on six-rounders. His next fight's an eight-rounder. He's had three sixes. He's straight into an eight. So, um, so I wouldn't say fast track, but I'd definitely say move quicker than your usual prospect yeah. because he'll be he'll be ready for it quicker. Well, Jamie, I don't want to keep you too long. I know that you're uh, it's evening time and, and and you're with the family. So just just quickly on the world of boxing as a whole, we see Anthony Joshua versus Francis Ngannou signed March the eighth out in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I suppose it goes one of two ways, really, doesn't it? The boxing fans are a lot of them happy to see it. A lot of them sort of well, I say a lot of them, probably not as many as 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 most, but disappointed as well because they don't like this sort of MMA and the hybrid fights. But Francis Ngannou put in a, a great performance against Tyson Fury. Realistically, yeah. it's a business. It's the fight that the Saudi Arabians want to see with Deontay Wilder losing. I personally get why it's been made. What do you think? A much improved AJ last time out. Absolutely. I, do you know what? Honestly, I'll be honest with you. I love the fight. Same. Like, really love the fight. In, in I was actually quite intrigued with the Fury and Garnu crossover fight because I we we was in the gym with Ngannou, um in okay. UFC UFC Performance Center in Vegas end of two thousand and nineteen when I was over there with Carl Frampton. He can fucking fight like we was in the gym and we was watching him and we was going oh, he can he can really can do it so he was working on his boxing stuff only then two thousand nineteen. And we was the conversation was in the gym. You know what? If he turned pro, I bet he'd do something. Then fast forward sort of three and a half, four years, he's boxing Fiore. So I was intrigued to see how we how he was going to get on. But I was sort of thinking in, in the back of my mind, Fiore's just too good for him technically. Which it turned out to be eventually, but only just. Now, for me, this is a massively intriguing fight because one, Joshua's not as sort of evasive, if you like, as, as Fiori in that style, although he has massively improved. And I thought he looked the best he's looked in a long time in his last fight. Got to give him massive credit for the way he performed last time out. And I wouldn't be surprised if he goes in there and does an absolute number on Ngannou and then everyone goes like, shit, he did that and, and Fiori struggled. So... I'm really looking forward to it. And and I know it's not sort of a final eliminator for a world title or, you know, your you, you general move in the right direction fight. But frigging hell, talk, from, a term, from an excitement point of view and an intrigue point of view, it's a huge fight. Me personally, in terms of the fact that sort of we expect him to fight Hergovic for the vacant belt and stuff and then the belt's not to be fragmented for a little while, we sort of kind of get it there as well, right? Mate, I'd rather I'd rather see Ungano and Joshua than in fight Ergovic. In fact, at this moment in time, what since the fight been made, if if you said to me now, would you rather see Fiore versus Usyk 
or AJ versus Ngannou. I'm saying so. If someone said to me, "You can, you can go and sit ringside now, but you can only yeah. go to one of them," I'm going AJ and Ngannou definitely. I, I see. I have the buzz around that fight as well, but I, I think there's just because it's an MMA guy. But then I, just... I understand. I understand the purist point of view where they're going. Nah, I don't like that fight. I don't like these crossover fights. But I with think... the performance he put in with Fury, I feel like exactly. Yeah, the fact the, the fact that he's got one fight under his belt against the lineal heavyweight champion of the world, and he did really well. Then you've got to then go. Well, why not? Let's see it and see what happens. It's an interesting, clever fight. Say yeah. what from a business point of view. It's a oh, it's, it's, a, it's a genius. Like, and it's even bigger than because we get why there was naysayers for um, Fury and Garnu, but now with the way that went commercially, and you've got the UFC champ against Joshua, he's marketing superstar in his own right. Um, it is a no-brainer, and it the world of fight done. Yeah, exactly that, mate. No complaints from me. Just lastly, Fury Usyk. Uh, it's mad, isn't it? Because hindsight's such a mad thing in this sport as my dog goes mad next to me. Um, obviously, Usyk, off the back of that Dubois fight, everyone was like, oh, this is like Fury's going to pummel him. Then Fury has that fight um, with Ngannou. It's, it's, it's interesting, right? How do you see it? Maybe not the most exciting fight stylistic. I've, I've got a feeling that Fury's going to use his size I think he's seen he's seen his a, a few little vulnerabilities with Usyk. Um, you saw with Delboy the way he just sim- simplified it and just walked him down. Um, and Fiore's done that in the past and made it messy. You know, lent on his his opponents got on the inside. He's not actually a bad body puncher himself, Fiore. And I've got a feeling that he might just go in there and 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 just put it on Usyk because. He might feel like just generally the size of him, Usyk really can't hurt him in 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 many ways, and uh, he'll feel like he can just go in there and and utilize his his natural abilities and get on the inside of him and, and drag him into a dogfight. Basically, I, f- I feel like that's what he's going to do. Well, Jamie, I've picked your brains for long enough now. Uh, I'm going to let you go on and get back with the family. But thank you. It's always a pleasure to speak to you, brother. Just a final message ahead of 2024. A big year last year, and it looks like this year what could could be even bigger for you and your guys. It could be. And, uh, you know, God willing, all, 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 the, uh, all the guys get the fights they want. Everyone stays safe, stays healthy. And, um, and we, we have another successful year, yeah? Jamie Moore, top man, and thank you for speaking to us at Boxing Social. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.